Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Smart Mark Show. We have been gone for a little while. Uh, ever since the TLC review, we've been gone, or the um, what we loved about 2018 in a nutshell, and we're back. We're back now with our Royal Rumble preview, and it's a, it's a very interesting time in the wrestling company because there's there may be competition again, so this this podcast this episode will be not only dedicated to the royal rumble uh and our predictions of the number two most favorited wwe production period but we'll also be looking at the wwe's new competition which is all elite wrestling uh which is a is is founded and ran i guess by cody rhodes um with the funding from the Khan family that everyone seems to know about now but they were they're the uh new-ish owners of the jacksonville jaguars uh really great owners great people Cody Rhodes, good people so uh this pod this this episode is going to be be a little different and pretty interesting because we normally don't get to just talk about the new rumors and, the, and wrestling news and stuff brett screwed brett but let me introduce all uh both of us right now your hosts for this show, myself, Spencer, and my and co-host. This is Glenn. And uh, we're going to go ahead and um, jump into the Royal Rumble preview first. In the Royal Rumble, we have the pre-show matches. Two pre-show matches. Rusev, the U.S. champion for SmackDown, versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It's a regular match. Um, and Glenn, who do you think is going to win? Uh, you know, I'm going to put money on Rusev. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be Rusev Day. He's not going to lose the title. He's not going to win it after a pay-per-view and then lose it before the next. It just That just seems dumb to me. Uh, the fact that this is on the pre-show is very annoying. The fact that Rusev and Shinsuke haven't been on TV in weeks, seemingly, is very annoying. Besides the little backstage, backstage uh, videos, they haven't really been on there. and That's very annoying. Um, but the pre-show also features another championship match that should be on the card, but we get it. The Royal Rumble match, uh, the Royal Rumble card is, is full. It's very full. That's why you get certain matches uh, on regular TV and on the pre-show, because Raven Street versus Andrade C and Almas, two out of three falls match, uh, that should have been saved for pay-per-view, but the pay-per-view is too crowded. And uh, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Same with Naomi and Mandy Rose, but it was given away on SmackDown. The next pre-show match, hope, at least it made the card, Buddy Murphy defending his Cruiserweight Championship versus Akira Tozawa, who is amazing, Hideo Itami, go-go Hideo, and Kalisto, who doesn't really have a huge place in this world for the Raven Stereo back in the company. Uh, who do you think, Glenn, is going to win the Cruiserweight Fatal 4-Way match? You know, I'm going to go with Buddy Murphy. I think he's proven time and time again that he's... He, he can whoop anybody's ass he gets in the ring with. I mean, I, I don't want to share Akira a, a Short or um, Hito, but I, I, Callisto? No. Uh, my money's got to go with Buddy Murphy. I didn't see this past 205 Live, but I saw the one last week. And um, I mean, it's Buddy Murphy uh, faced a, a Spanish wrestler that had Japanese stuff all over his pants. It's very weird. Uh, it was actually... A, it was a match that would make you lose faith in the guy being your champion. Like, the other guy is the one that really showed up Buddy Murphy, and it was a slower match. I'm wondering if they, if for any reason they're scrambling, they're like, oh, man, is Buddy Murphy really going to be that guy that gives us drop-dead performances all the time? Or, or is he really dependent on his co-dance, uh, his co-performer, his dance partner, whatever? Uh, I like Buddy Murphy a lot. I love how he won the title, but I am biased 
I, I think Buddy Murphy will win, but my heart wants Hideo Itami to win, especially with all the, the trials and tribulations he went through in NXT. I mean, he came from a huge star in Japan, came to NXT, and then he had to deal with his shoulder surgery that paved the way for Finn Balor to have his huge breakout uh, against Kevin Owens down in NXT and, and continue to carry that title until he dropped it to Joe and, and eventually came up to the main roster. I, I really feel for Hideo, and I feel like he would be a great champion for 205 Live. Um, but Buddy Murphy has been a great champion. He's very entertaining. He's he's a good bad guy. Of course, he's great in the ring. Uh, I'm cool either way with my heart or my brain. I'm good either way. Um, but we do get a few matches in this uh, pay-per-view. We'll talk about the match, the championship matches first, then the ma- Rumble matches at the end. Uh, the first championship match I want to bring up is The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus versus The Miz and Shane O'Mac. I am super excited to see this match. Oh, uh, man, uh, I, I really want to see Shane tear the house down. He's always a spectacle to watch. Um, what do you What do you think is going to happen in this one, Glenn? Oh, I'm, I really hope The Miz and Shane win this match. I can't stand The Miz, but uh, Shane brings a lot of uh, 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 power and intensity to this uh, tag team. Yes. Um, I, I just love to see them, you know, take the bar down a notch. Uh, it's really anything, anytime Shane gets the ring, it's entertaining. So I'm going to have to go with Miz and Shane. Yes, I am. Uh, I am. I'm with you in who I want to win and who I think will win the Miz and Shane. I don't really like the Miz. I have liked this kind of comedic turn that he's had. Uh, it's been very entertaining. Uh, I also am a huge Shane McMahon fan. I think he is part of the reason um, him and the GMs they've had on that show are part of the reason why I think SmackDown is by far the superior show, not just the wrestlers, not just the creative matches and storylines. But um, I, I feel like Shane's a big part of that, and I would love to see them as the co-best in the world tag team champions. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope it happens, and I think it will happen. Now we move on to the uh, SmackDown's Women's Championship match. Asuka defends her new uh, women's title against Becky Lynch, the man. Um, so it's a regular match. It is a, I don't see any reason why there would be a screw job involved in this match at all. Unlike TLC, what we saw. So this should be a straight up match in a straight up match. Who do you think is going to go over for the championship? Oscar, the once upon a time undefeated Empress versus probably the hottest wrestler in wrestling today. The man, Becky Lynch. I'm kind of torn because I like both of these ladies. These oh, me too, they man. they always put on stellar matches. But I, I will say this: I think the when when Oscar got brought up, she got screwed big time. Yes, she never should have lost to Charlotte. Um, and if she they were going to have her lose, it shouldn't have been then. Yes. Um, I, I really want Oscar to keep this belt. I want her to beat Becky. But I've you know I will predict that this is going to be probably a Wrestlemania style match because these ladies are going to bring the house down. I think it's going to be a Wrestlemania style match as well and I hope Asuka wins and continues to move on to uh, Wrestlemania as the champ and just turn the smack... I, so this is getting to what I think will happen with the Rumble but in the in, at Wrestlemania I really hope it's like Asuka versus Becky Lynch versus Nikki Cross versus someone else as the um, uh, in a fatal four-way match or something. I really hope we get that. Um, and Raw can have a singles match, main eventing, whatever. Uh, so I, I want Oscar to win. I think Oscar will win. 
And Becky Becky Lynch will be champ eventually. I think it'll be more important for her to, her to win at Mania against Asuka and maybe two other women because she has a lot of intangibles. Like we know she's worked hard. We've watched her go through shitty gimmicks. Um, it's, it's really interesting uh, to watch how she's evolved and all the fans really connect with her. And also there's a reason why the rock is so revered in Hollywood and that's how he treats his social media. He's really good at it. Well, if you want to look at the athletic like, competitor side of sport, of uh, social media, that's how well can you trash talk? I just want to bring up, uh, for instance, uh, that happened recently, where Becky Lynch showed a, put a black and white picture of herself laughing, and it said, the man of the people, hashtag forever champ. And Mickey James replied to that with a tweet saying, oh, this whole the man, hashtag the man thing is so cute in the age of hashtag women's empowerment, boo. I'm for one am proud to be hashtag the woman because after all we've uh after all we've always been the dominant sex. Or have you forgotten that at Becky Lynch, hanging out with your new bestie little Richard. See you at the rumble. And then the man, Becky Lynch, replied to her, not the first time she's come after the top star to further her career, which is a great shot at uh Mickey James having that affair with John Cena, but she does that all the time, and I and I hate it when I see because I love Ronda Rousey. I hate it when I see Ronda try to trash talk against her because no one's winning that. Becky Lynch has become since she's been able to be this character, she's become far more entertaining and creative. So, oh, I agree. I think Becky has. She was uh, she was squashed for so long, and it's like. They dangled that carrot in front of her for so long that now that she's finally proven herself, it's like, okay, she does not need to lose momentum now. She does. I rewatched one of the Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies the other night when I wasn't feeling well, and um, there was one wrestler who came out and said, you know, um, it's what you do in your professional career, the choices that you decide you're going to make to step outside of the box. Don't color inside the lines. Don't go by the rules. Do what you do and prove yourself, and you will get further ahead in this business. And I honestly have to agree. I think Becky finally was, you know, I I, I know that in this day and age of wrestling, there's still, you know, Vince is pulling the, the strings. But something about Becky, the way that she is now, her heel turn, she would fit perfectly into the attitude era yes she is the most attitude era of any wrestler that exists today and i think that's partially because of the freedom but partially because she's bought into this character you don't see many people buying into the character but she treats it like it's real and not a real way like um like a uh you know mandy rose buys into being a sex symbol even though on her instagram all the time you see her without makeup and working really hard it's like well she's not just this goddess she actually works really hard for that and so you know that's a character but becky lynch it feels like yeah this is this is all of her opinions now worn on her sleeve to Oscar's credit i believe when they let oscar be silent um observant and when she snaps she screams in japanese that's our best version of oscar so, yeah. long story short, short, I think Oscar will win, but I think it's there's only greatness down the road for Becky. Now, if we jump over to the Raw side of things, Ronda Rousey is defending her Raw Women's Championship versus Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, who just a month ago, you couldn't even, you may have forgotten she was on the roster. 
This comes with some rumors we'll talk about later on why she may be in this match. But since we're saving that for later, let's just be straight up about the match. Glenn, do you think Ronda Rousey will beat Sasha Banks, or do you think she'll stay our Raw Women's Champion? Uh, I, I I don't see Sasha winning this match. I don't see Vince giving her the strap over Ronda. Uh, if, if she loses the title, it'd be to someone different, and that transitional champ will drop it to Sasha. So I got to go with Ronda. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree that we will be getting, um, you know, uh, Ronda Rousey continuing her championship reigns, even though it should go to Sasha. I I want Sasha to win. Well, I would like to see that, but um, I, I mean, it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. How long is her contract? Like, we hear rumors that they're three years or that it's yearly negotiated. I don't know. But um, some people have rumored that, well, what can you do? Are you afraid of how long her contract will be? And I thought, I thought it was three years. I thought this is what they do with most big-time signings like H.H. Styles and her. Um, oof. Yeah, to, to stay away from the, from the talk about Sasha that I know we're going to talk about later, I'm just going to put it as Ronda Rousey is going to win. Um, and I really see Sasha and Bailey maybe going after those really realistically going after those Raw tag titles or the uh, women's tag titles. Yeah. And we move on from the women's championship matches to the men's championship matches, starting with Daniel Bryan defending his SmackDown heavyweight championship versus AJ Styles. So, I we've heard the rumors that AJ Styles' contract is up after the Rumble, so I see him not winning this match uh, I'm just going to give my answer straight up. I don't see him winning. I see it going to Daniel Bryan. You don't give anyone the Bret Hart kind of power. So, yeah, I'm choosing Daniel Bryan to win, even though I'd love to see AJ win and continue because he's my favorite wrestler on, in the WWE, and they haven't watered him down like they have for Finn Balor. So uh, I'm going Daniel Bryan. Yep, I've got Daniel Bryan for pretty much the same reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we move over to the Men's Heavyweight Championship, Speaking of a watered-down wrestler, it's Finn Balor going up against Brock Lesnar for Brock Lesnar's Universal Championship. Um, who do you got in this one? You know, if he comes out as Finn Balor, Brock is going to win this match. But yes. I've got a feeling he's going to come out as a Demon King. And if he does, I hope to God he beats Lesnar and reclaims his Universal Championship and have the run that he deserved to have before that ignoramus hurt him and put him out. Yes. Um, of course, yes, Seth Rollins took away his run. And I would love for the gears to shift and for us to get Finn Balor beating Brock Lesnar. And then you put Finn Balor in the ring with maybe Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman for the championship at Mania. But give me the demon over the beast. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that idea. Now we come to the harder-to-pick uh, matches, which is the Royal Rumble match. We'll start with the men's. Glenn, who do you got winning the Royal Rumble? Or three. Give me three favorites to the Rumble, and who do you think that they would, all three of them, who do you think uh, each individual one would challenge? You know, and this is probably going to be way off in the left field, Um, um if I had to pick three, I would pick Rey Mysterio. I would go with Jeff Hardy 
or I would go with uh, Drew McIntyre. Who's now? Um, okay. I, I think if Drew won it, that he would go after Finn or Brock, whoever had the title. Um, I think if Ray or Jeff won it, they would go after the SmackDown title. I don't see them going for the you know the Beast, uh, but uh, I see one of those three guys. Ray probably won't win it. Um, uh, Jeff may not win it, but Jeff's got a damn good chance of winning this. And Drew McIntyre, the push that he's gotten lately, there's no telling what they could do with him. Yeah, I um, I have three as well, and they, I think they're all different. <laughs> um, my picks, I have uh, Seth Rollins, who would challenge Brock Lesnar. I have um, Andrade C. and Almas, or just Andrade now. I have him, and I think that he would go after Daniel Bryan. And then, uh, I almost said Drew Galloway, because of the TNA run, but Drew McIntyre. That's why I was was trying to think of his WWE name, because I kept thinking, Drew Galloway. I'm like, God, no, it's not him. That was his TNA run when he got fired. Uh, But no, Drew McIntyre. Um, I would have him uh, win it, and then go after... um, it, well, he could go after either, and I'll make a case for either. Move him over to um, to SmackDown and give them, you know, someone that Vince loves, whatever, or have him take down the Beast. Now, on the flip side of that, like for the other Raw wrestlers, Seth could easily challenge Daniel Bryan. First off, what a cool match. Uh, secondly, you know, you already this Shield is split up, and you're not going to throw Dean back to SmackDown, so why not throw Seth over there? Yeah. That'd be a nice change-up. But anyway, that's who I think would win that. Now, let's go over to the Women's Royal Rumble and three wrestlers and who you think that they would challenge. Ooh. There's well, one I know we're both going to pick. Bliss. Um, I'm, I've got to go with Alexa Bliss. Uh, I would like to see maybe Ember Moon Ooh, yeah. uh, win, win it. After watching her in T, uh, you know, NXT... And seeing what she did and what she's done when she came over, I, I like Ember Moon. When she's in the ring, she's on point all the time. And my one pick from SmackDown would be Charlotte. Um, I I see Bliss going after whoever retains the Raw's women champ. I don't see her doing anything with SmackDown, so it would probably be Bliss and Rousey. Um as far as Ember goes, I don't know. Um, I kind of think she's being shuffled to the bottom of the deck on Raw. It, it would be awesome to see her jump ship uh, and go to SmackDown. Um, yep. I think that would be a pretty amazing uh, match, Ember Moon versus Asuka. Um, and then uh, Charlotte, man, man. I would love to see Charlotte and Ronda go head-to-head, and Charlotte take that title. Yep. Um, I... Oof. So this kind of flies in the face of what I predicted for what I think will happen to Asuka. I think another cool scenario would be if you do put that title back on Becky. Like, if you're like, oh, this title does need Becky, and Becky does kind of need the title to validate that she's calling herself the man. Especially because her whole reasoning for not having the championship is because she was screwed in a triple threat ladder match and she had nothing to do with losing it. So let's throw that out the window. I think that Charlotte could win the rumble and challenge Ronda Rousey. 
I also think that you could have gotten a situation where Shayna Baszler comes into the Rumble, wins it, and then challenges Oscar or Becky for that title. Ooh. Um, yeah, uh, that that could happen as well. Uh, or I think that you could have, and I knew we'd, we'd tie with the Charlotte thing, but and, and I, as much as I love Ember Moon, uh, if I'm looking at different people that could challenge Ronda Rousey, really a lot of it comes down to how are the tag teams going to play out. But I was thinking that it could be Bailey that wins. And Bailey from Raw challenges Asuka, who she never got to fight. Ever, or um, because Bailey's her end was right as Oscar was coming in. Um, uh, well, no, no, Bailey dropped her title to Oscar. Yeah, so we never got to see evolved Bailey versus evolved Oscar, um, and, uh, and or Bailey versus Becky. Because in NXT, Bailey and Becky, when the four horsewomen of wrestling were there in NXT, Bailey and Becky were the bottom two, and it was always Sasha and Charlotte fighting over the title. So yes, yeah, we could get some cool stuff there. Um, it just it just depends. I think the most realistic one is Charlotte, like Charlotte, and then her and go challenge. Who go? She can go challenge Ronda, and that can main event Mania. I could not think of a better women's main event for Mania in history. Choosing any two women out of history of of WWE than Ronda Rousey, the real fighter, the UFC Hall of Famer, versus possibly. The greatest woman wrestler I've ever seen, Charlotte Flair. That'd be one hell of a match. Oh, my God, it would. Chris Jericho is now all in with All Elite Wrestling. We're going to change the universe, baby! Now that we've got the WWE's pay-per-view Royal Rumble, the predictions out of the way, we're going to jump into the rumors and news and stuff like that for All Elite Wrestling AEW started by Cody Rhodes All Elite Wrestling just to, to give a brief brief uh, idea about it it's going to be based out of Jacksonville, Florida there's no news uh, about TV contracts even though there are rumors um, their next uh, pay-per-view is actually going to be um, All In 2 which is it's, that's a little complicated, and I, I listened to some people walk, um, uh, talking about it, and it's, it's a little bit, it's, it is complicated. Uh, they have offered a lot of people. They've signed some really cool people. There's rumors of different people joining. Uh, All Elite Wrestling, of course, All In, and The Elite combined, and that's Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, and, um, and Brandy Rhodes, of course, his wife, who I think is the only woman signed. So um, far, so far, yeah. That, that they've announced. Um, well, anyway, uh, just to go over a few of the big names that they have, uh, which is crazy, but we already have Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks. They're the ones that really started it. PAC, PAC. That's actually Neville. That's Adrian Neville from NXT fame. And then, you know, he did some really cool stuff on Raw. And then he was, of course, the first, I guess, Cruiserweight champion or the biggest cruiserweight champion let me put it that way tj perkins was the first but but really neville really took that to the stratosphere of of quality matches and then he had to drop it to enzo we all know how that went uh then he wanted to have his contract and they had to he had to wait till his contract was up luckily he got to wrestle about a month or two ago he started wrestling on the indie scene and he quickly went to AEW. but the biggest wrestler that they signed and probably he'll go down as one of the top five best ever chris jericho 
What did you think, Glenn, when you saw Chris Jericho signed an exclusive contract with AEW? Uh, 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 yeah, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, Chris has always... I mean, since he left WCW um, and joined the WWE, he was a WWE staple. Yeah. Um, I mean, he always talked so good about Vince and the way he treats his wrestlers and he's still doing that now even on his podcast um but uh wow you talk about a shock it's 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 on the same the way that i look at it it's on the same level as diesel and razor leaving and going to wcw um it's like what in the world never in my wildest dreams did i ever think that I would see some form of wrestling war again in my lifetime because Vince had, I mean, he ruled the kingdom. I, TNA was TNA, um, you know, ring of honor is ring of honor. And yeah, they got great talent. A lot of that talent's come over to the WWE, but these guys, uh, can't hold a candle to Vince. Um, I, I this is a shock. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier today. It's like seeing Dusty yeah. taking the reins of AE, or, um, AWA. Yep. And it's like, oh, wow. We're, we're, we're seeing, we are really seeing the dream, too. And this is, I, I'm, I'm predicting that this is going to be a nightmare for Vince. Yes, and um, I, I want to, I have one knock on them. I will leave that for the end. But I want to go ahead and jump into who else they could be getting? Because of course they're they're probably gonna get uh, uh, let's see, uh, Hangman Page, Marty Scurll, uh, um, uh, Kenny Omega will probably sign with them. That's not really hard to think of. Uh, but they contacted CM Punk to come wrestle yeah. for them. Which, if CM Punk did want to go back to wrestle, that'd be where he'd probably go. I, and I wouldn't put you know I wouldn't hold it against him. Um, he really did. Uh, he he burned a lot of bridges, uh, and you know for what he did, he was all right. I never thought he was, you know, as big and as important as he thought he was, or as some of his fans think he was. Yeah, he was good on the mic. Yeah, he had a little bit of talent, but man, to me, he was never he'll he, he'll never be on my Mount Rushmore for anything. No, he, he honestly. If I had to name my top 30 wrestlers of all time, CM Punk wouldn't be in the top 30. He's got a huge fan base, and I will give him that. But my personal opinion, and just my opinion, don't care about CM Punk. Um, The other names that are rumored uh, are much more interesting to me. Sasha Banks, apparently, was was riding on the coattails of what may be happening with the revival. Because apparently... Two weeks ago, the revival went up and asked for their release while they were still in their gear. Purely rumor. This is all just rumor. But if that happened, that is movie stuff. Yeah, that is stuff you'd see in a promo, not stuff you'd see happen in real life. Because the revival, they really have not been treated very well. Now, to be fair, they were given 
all of the opportunities to shine in NXT. They were given way more opportunities than plenty of good tag teams. I remember they were they got to job out TM61, which is a really great tag team uh, from Australia, and they were given every opportunity to shine, and they were given great matches, great placement, and I love the revival, but they were given plenty of opportunities in NXT. They came to WWE, they got to debut really hot. It looked like, oh, look, here's another hot team that they'll debut, and hopefully they don't screw them over like the club. And then there was a, I believe, a shoulder tear, then a pet tear, and they had a lot of injuries back-to-back-to-back, and it cooled them off drastically. And WWE doesn't really think about tag team wrestling as a ticket seller, even though if I think of my favorite matches of all time, they're probably almost all tag team matches. Yeah. Whether it's TLC or something like that, whatever. Uh, I think tag teams are really strong. I mean, look at how SmackDown uses tag teams. They have such a plethora of really good tag teams. Uh, just They just have so much depth, it's crazy. But anyway, Brawl, a show that doesn't have depth, and yet the Revival still can't get over. And literally, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable were just placed together because they had nothing else for them, and they were made tag champs and not the Revival, a real team. I can see why they get pissed off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I can't blame the revival for wanting no, out. No. I, I I really can't, and I can't blame if it's true. Sasha wanting to leave. I yeah, mean, yeah. ever since she was taken out of the running for the women's championship, um, yeah, she's popped up here and there, but we really haven't seen Sasha shine. And I, you know, not I don't falter at all for you know, issuing that tweet that says, Hey, take me with you guys. I mean, now, now we have watched her shine. She's a four time raw women's champion and she had a really fucking great, like first year and a half, two years. And then it's almost like she, she died off in the last year. I can play, I can almost place it that she, uh, the nail in her coffin, I think, was injuring Paige. Yeah. A lot of people forget, but it was Sasha and a really stiff kick to the neck uh, from the tr- from the corner of the ring that really took out Paige. And WWE had already gone out on a big limb to hire Paige back, and they took on big risks with her and um, or bring her back, and then they put her in a feature spot, and they stuck by her even when all that stuff leaked out. Like, they never, like... They they never blamed her. They blamed the person that did the hacking and all that kind of stuff. They they really liked Paige and Sasha. Pretty much signed her death warrant on that one. Not only that, but she's on Raw where they can't write any good stories and they don't know how to use women very well. Um, so that's unfortunate. And she's on the show with Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey is gonna be the bigger draw. And it's like if you're late seventies NWA, who do you want main eventing your pay per views? You want Ric Flair or you want Rick Martell. Like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Um, anyway, that, just the way it is, Sasha was given a really good chance. She's had a, a cool-down year. Revival has had an entire cool-down in the WWE, which now they get a tag title shot, or looks like a tag title feud, um, and then Sasha's getting a title shot, so maybe that won't happen, but we have to worry about AJ Styles. His contract expires this Sunday after the Rumble. Yeah, it, you know, if honestly, if if AJ decides to leave and and sign with Cody and Chris and them, I <laughs> it's going to be a big hurt for Vince. 
I um, would love the AEW if they got AJ Styles. Right now, the roster looks neat. Looks like a Jericho cruise, though. Not going to lie. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where their roster will grow, and their first show isn't And it's just a pay-per-view. They still don't have a TV deal, even though it's rumored to be TBS or TNT, which would be, of, of course. Uh, and Jim Ross's name has been thrown around to be an announcer, Tony Schiavone. And it's like, of course. Like... Yeah, I don't just don't jump down the rabbit hole of becoming the next TNA too quickly. Like you know, slow yes. down. You can you can create your own people. You know that's like I, I you know I, I we've been talking about this for since the rumors started you know kicking about and I, you know I really would hate to see AEW really put the cart before the horse. Um, I don't want to see something like that happened to Bischoff. I mean, Bischoff was throwing money around left and right. Yeah, yeah. WCW was making ratings week after week after week. Um, but then it got stale, and it was the same crap every Monday night. And you, you're flipping between you know Nitro and Raw, Nitro and Raw. And that's when I watched wrestling religiously. Yeah. And I, I, I was that guy. I flipped it. Commercials hit. On Raw, boom! I was over on TBS looking at Nitro, um, and it, you know, I just—I really would hate to see um, see this end before it really takes off. The saving grace that AEW has, other than the money behind it, is Cody. Yes, um, Cody and Brandy, really. I think Cody learned so much from his dad and, and just, you know, sitting back and watching And There's different interviews that he's given where he says that there were times that he went to work with his dad and he just sat back and listened and watched, watched his dad, how he did the business. And I think, um, you know, Cody has learned, um, the correct way, uh, the, the right way to, you know, use money, um, not go, to an extreme to get talent. Um, as far as announcers go, I'd love to see Jim Ross do this. Tony Schiavone would be good. Uh, Larry Zbysko's not doing anything, I don't think. Um, I mean, you got several different people who could come in and, and help them out. I think for the first year, uh, AEW, it's going to be hot. It's going to be um, interesting to see them develop on television. Um but I think it's going to be kind of rocky that first year. I think once they hit that sophomore year of being on TV and adding more talent, adding a uh, you know a female roster, um, I, I don't know. I really think we're in for a Friday night war, and Vince may need to take notice, big time yeah. take notice. Um, I mean, we they have the the benefit of Cody Rhodes being the president of the company. But they also have a really neat, unique um, PR advantage by having Brandy Rhodes as their uh, as their chief brand officer, their CBO, um, who she has. I mean, she has multiple degrees. Uh, giving her that spot just on uh, merit alone, not just because she's Cody Rhodes' um, wife, but that's like the first. African American woman to run anything in wrestling. Period. That's pretty big. Um, so that's something they can point to. Now, now going off of that diversity, it brings me to 
my negative point that I have about the AEW. And as much as they could be getting some cool people with AEW, and you know their their roster could be growing and it could be really freaking awesome. And and right now it's like, well, cool if you had to if you this is your first five wrestlers or whatever it would be Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, and and Kenny Omega. It's like, well, that's really great. Uh, you're basically American New Japan. The only problem I have with it, major gripe, is what carries the WWE right now, I believe, is women's wrestling. I believe that gets people passionate. I believe it gives us something new to look at. And we're getting a lot of firsts, and we're getting a lot more effort out of the women. AEW has Brandy. They have Brandy Rhodes. That's, as of this podcast, that's that's who they have as far as their, their women's wrestlers. And they don't have a history of booking women very well because All In had 11 matches on the card and one of them was a woman's match. And it was a fatal four-way. They couldn't even split up the women. And one of the women, um, uh, Jordan Grace, she actually was in the over-budget battle royal on the pre-show, basically. So five women, only one women's match on the whole pre-show and that was Madison Rain, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. The amazing Tessa Blanchard. Um, I don't... That's a little backwards to me if if you're not going out there and you're getting big names. Or you're just scooping up the women talent. Stealing from NXT. Like, not sign the ones NXT is signed. But, like, go out there and find the ones that you know NXT is scouting and go hire them. Uh, and, and then TNA, like... Scoop them out of TNA because TNA has always had the more progressive women's division. Uh, but that to me is their biggest oversight, and I hope it gets rectified. They don't have this is not a final roster, it's like four or five people, so no big deal. Yeah, but uh, that's that is man, that's that's a big oversight, and I'm not a huge fan of it. And I don't want to focus on it like, oh, this is gonna suck because there's no women. Like, I don't want to rebrand all elite wrestling as sausage fest wrestling. SFW just sounds like safer work, it sounds like it's one letter away from being porn. Um, so I don't want to do that, but you know, uh, it's gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see how their roster shapes up. Now, one, a couple of things that's neat with uh, the way that they're going to book is Cody Rhodes made a, a point to say, and this has almost equal amount good as equal amount bad that comes along with it. Uh, and I listened to uh, that getting broken down by Tommy Dreamer. But um, the way they're going to book is wins and losses will matter. Now, one thing that people really go after um, the uh, the WWE 4 is 50-50 booking. Now, I never thought about this before, but um, Tommy Dreamer brought up in a podcast, on, not podcast, on the Sirius Radio, he brought up that, you know, with 50-50 booking, everyone is kept in check. But once you get that person that's like 90% win rate or undefeated, they, you know, they can, they have the power at that point to say, you want me to go do a job? No, I'm not going to do a job. You get that 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 mentality, or just that power. The mentality that comes along with it would be what Stone Cold did to Brock Lesnar back in the day when he literally went home because he had plenty of money and he was like, "I'm just going to sit home for nine months." Yep. What they could do that, or you get that power where they said, "No, nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to to job out to him unless you give me this." Or unless I'm guaranteed this or this. And all of a sudden, just taking a loss is a contract negotiation. 
So as mm. much as it seems cool to the fans, there's a lot of back-end problems with it. Yeah. Um, so it's, and it's, it, and, and again, how, well, let me get your opinion. How do you feel about 50-50 booking? Because before I was really critical of it until I heard Tommy Dreamer break down how much on the back end it could really bite you in the butt. You know, I think if, uh, if you give somebody too much leeway. And it goes to their head. You're taking a big risk of uh, you seeing what Stone Cold did, what CM Punk pulled. Um, you get all these people crying and moaning, well, this is my time. I'm not going to do this. Okay, no, that's not how wrestling works. Um, what wrestling is is storylines and heroes and villains and you know sometimes the hero wins and sometimes the villain just stomps a mud hole in his ass and walks it dry yeah um if hearing cody say that wins and losses will matter was like wow okay this is old school um you think back to awa and territory wrestling if Ric Flair was wrestling Dusty. Yep. And Dusty beat Flair. Wow. The four horsemen retaliated. Um, Dusty got jumped. Hand got broke. Of course, it was all a work, but still, you saw that storyline play out. It mattered to Flair because he lost, but it mattered to Dusty that he won. And then, you know, when he came back, we got one of the all-time best promos ever cut on anybody, yeah. and it meant something. And when Dusty came out and beat Flair and won, you know, won that belt after getting jumped and his hand broke and everything, it was like, wow, okay. And this was, you know, before kayfabe went away, and now we know all the ins and outs and secrets of, of professional wrestling. Um, even though we we know all this, I think with the wins and the losses mattering, and uh, with with seeing what Jericho can do in the ring, with seeing what uh, Cody has done since he's left the WWE, I think um, uh, you know contracts aside, that's going to bite you in the ass. Look at Lesnar. We've, yeah. we've got a, we got a champion that's not fighting for nothing. Yeah, I mean, he 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 makes what a million bucks to show up and nothing. We get maybe what one suplex. Yeah, we get a couple of little spots from him, but nothing too demanding. Uh, you know, I want to see bring him in. Let him let's let him get beat. It doesn't even have to be a title match. Have Lesnar show up on a Raw, get pinned. Let him get beat clean. To show people that the you know the beast can be tamed, and it makes the pay per view match so much more appealing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's the that's the surprising thing is that sometimes you know you get tired of someone winning and you don't tune in for them to win again, even if it's like they could get beat. It's like no, you don't really tune in for that. Uh, with Lesnar, if someone did beat him, then I'd feel like oh, that he could get beaten. But 
the only people person they ever let beat him was Taker once, and even in that match they had Brock uh, make Taker tap, but the ref didn't see it. And uh, you know Brock has lost to Roman Reigns, and that's it. I'm like, well, yeah, I don't and, care. And, and Goldberg. And oh that yeah, was a, the Goldberg thing. Yes, that was that was just a gimmick. And to me, it was nice to see. Okay, Goldberg came out. He was able to wrestle in front of his son, which he did his what three moves, and it was done. And he he got his one last title run. Bravo, Bill. But it kind of was a slap in the face of the Universal Championship. Yes, it really was. It was treated like it was a, hey, here's this prop for these two returning guys that are just here for Mania season. And uh, uh, weirdly enough, Goldberg was contacted and may be a part of AEW. We will see. Oh, that would be amazing if he... <laughs> Ooh, wow. So so the 50-50 booking has old school connotations. It really, it also has, it creates a problem out of your uh, your booking too because if you, like the ter- territories always went along with like, you know, developmental or local guys whenever they'd go to a town and just have someone get beat by them. And that in NXT does the same thing. They have a lot of um, low on the totem pole, haven't even really found the character they want to be wrestlers to go out there and lose. Um, and then that that's your people that are on top win all the time like there's not 50 50 booking in nxt but that's because you have a lot of guys that you can kind of destroy and it's a feeder system so it feeds into the wwe now even back in the late territory days it was a feeder system to something else or you loaned out your champions to someone out so that they wouldn't be around for three four five six months or whatever or they'd be gone and they'd get some wins somewhere else and against someone else's lowly guys like there was a lot of sharing i want to bring up the fact that what made All In such a big spectacle and sell 10,000 tickets was their um, card, was the fact that it was a combination of Lucha, Underground, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, It was just, it was like a mixture of everything. And um, if they're their own company, can they sign enough people to create that kind of card? Yeah, I'm just just for real. You have Nick Aldis, the NWA champion now, won it back from Cody Rhodes. So there's the NWA represented. Um, you have Pentagon Junior, uh, TNA slash sometimes I guess you'd say Lucha Underground. Depends on what season they're in because they tape it all at once. Um, they had Rey Mysterio that will not be there. <laughs> he is WWE now. When they did All In, he was a part of it, but he won't be there now uh i'm going through one match at a time the big draws of the match jay lethal ring of honor champion he defended his ring of honor championship at all in he won't be there he's ring of honor um and then you had uh you had uh okada from new japan pro wrestling he fought marty Skrull. you won't have okada uh christopher daniels will probably be there but um you won't have all of the women some of them are you know, somewhere else. Uh, and then you have a few other people, um, if, like the Briscoes may show up if they leave Ring of Honor. But every match that All In had, had a character that's owned by someone else, a wrestler under contract from someone else. Do you think that they can really cultivate a deep enough roster or they're just going to have a few major hitters and a bunch of developmental guys that they're just going to beat the crap out of all the time. You know, that's the big question. Um, that's 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 
the elephant in the room um, yeah. is was all in a uh, just a shiny moment that was a massive success. Uh, I, I hope that it wasn't. I hope that um, finally the WWE is going to have some competition. Now, if any of these other guys, um, I mean, okay, on a weekly basis on a television show, it, it's kind of up in the air. But I, I, I know Ring of Honor might loan somebody out for a pay-per-view. It's a gimmick thing. I get it. Yeah. Uh, the WWE might even do something. Uh, I doubt it, but you know, there's that possibility. Okay, well, we'll let you have this person uh, if you let us allow to do this. I wouldn't want to get in bed with the devil. That's just me. <laughs> um, and then you've got you know New Japan. Maybe they would send somebody over because uh, you know Jericho's still going to wrestle over in New Japan. He's still going to be able to make those those. Uh, appearances that he was obligated to plus he's doing his cruise i mean yeah he signed with aew but he still has that little bit of freedom i hope that it wasn't just a flash in a pan kind of thing i would love to see a friday night war um i I just hope that uh, it's like i said earlier you know that first year that that aew is going to be on television is going to be very important, very crucial, and very uh, very much so these guys walking on eggshells, making sure they get it right and they don't screw it up. But the women, they've got to get that women roster. Um, I know they're pulling all these these big-name men in, but c- come on. I mean, Cody, you got to – and Brandy, you guys got to sit down and think, okay, well, um, we need some ladies. It yeah. can't be the sausage fest. We need to get some of these ladies who are fed up and not really doing anything. I mean, there's plenty of uh, of, of ladies. Tessa Blanchard, I, could I see her jumping ship and going to AEW? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Emma, they, I could see her doing it. They're going to have to be really proactive, and they're going to have to prove that they're around to stay. Because even if the cons are offering more money or benefits, really they have to look at all right, am I about to scorn the WWE or the WWE is finally looking at me? Am I going to blow my chance for this, even though AEW isn't guaranteed to be around very long? I mean, it is still just a billionaire son running it. I'm sorry, but I've watched Glow on Netflix, and I know how this story eventually ends. Um, <laughs> but by the way, this is exactly how TNA started. The rich yep. daughter debutante from Ole Miss uh, of a of a billionaire daughter of a billionaire who decided I want to start a wrestling company. Jeff Jarrett, let me buy out TNA or NWA Wildside and TNA total loss of action. And then we all saw how it eventually fizzled out to where I'm, I'm really disappointed that it still exists. Like I'm glad there's wrestling everywhere, but damn that, that company just disappoints me year after year, even if I stop watching it. Um, but this is essentially it, there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of similarities. Now, um, when you talk, you, you mentioned Friday because uh, there is rumors that it wants to go head to head with SmackDown. I would say, hey, you stop. If SmackDown is moving to Friday when it moves to Fox, take Tuesday. Take the Tuesday slot. That's the smart play. Don't go after the WWE because we've seen everyone else do it and they failed. There's a reason why Eric Bischoff's podcast is called 83 Weeks because he only beat Vince for 83 weeks. That's not even two fucking years like 
don't. And he had Ted Turner money. And guess what? Ted Turner was the one that loved wrestling. And he was also the billionaire. Khan is the son of billionaire Khan. And billionaire Khan has a very important soccer team in England. And he also has a NFL team that costs plenty of money to upkeep the stadium to pay the players i mean every year he has to spend 250 million dollars on the roster alone just the players that's how much you have to spend that's your salary cap so i don't see him blowing money in this if his son doesn't get it right and um i don't think going up against wwe head-to-head would be the right move i'm sure it's a sexy move but take your lumps take what you can get. If Raw is Monday, NXT is Wednesday, and SmackDown is Friday, take Tuesday or Thursday. Just just do it. It'll be better for you. Oh, yeah. Um, that's It all goes back to this first year. Their freshman year on television is going to show everybody whether they're going to make it or break it. And even if they get on television the first year, they could just do a few pay-per-views, maybe like three or four, and then debut um, on TV next January. Um, Which that's, might be the, that might be the smart play for them. Build their roster. Yeah. Get 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 your get a tag division. Make sure that you've got your your men, you know, pretty well padded, and get a woman women's division. You've got. I mean, yes. those three key elements are important. And you know, um, it's just it, it it's awesome and it's mind blowing just to think of the possibility that we could be seeing. You know. If they go up against somebody, you and I talked about this earlier today. If they go against WWE, they need to do Raw because Raw is the weakest show that the WWE has. And and to be fair, uh, not going head to head with WWE would be the fair uh, treatment. Um, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but this year um, in New York, of course, is where we get WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend consists of WrestleMania, the following Raw and SmackDown, but the Saturday before Mania is always NXT. Now, uh, Madison Square Garden was already tied to Ring of Honor's G1 Supercard. That may be a, NW, uh, a New Japan Pro Wrestling tie-in, and you may have the all-in people there. But Triple H moved the NXT event to Friday. And someone asked him, did you do that to not compete? And he said, no, not at all. In general, of not wanting to make fans choose. Not wanting to make fans have to make a decision about where they want to go, Triple H said. And then he said, it's just a better business and venue split for us. It really was nothing more. Everybody reads into everything, and it really was nothing more than that. It was the right business move for us. He he really doesn't mind um, coexisting with AEW. Actually, someone asked him about AEW and how he monitors the situation. And he said, quote, AEW is clearly something that we'll keep an eye on and clearly something that they're out there doing their business. But we'll do what's right for our business, what's right for WWE, what we feel is right for our fans, the WWE universe our fan base, everybody in general, and what's right for us. They're all business decisions, and we'll continue to monitor monitor everything. And we say it all the time, but it's the truth. It's not just a a competitor like that. We compete against everything. And I know you've heard us say it. Uh, In the business world today, when you're a content provider, you compete against everything, including sleep, including the internet, and everything else. Everybody has a thousand pulls on their time on a daily basis. So you want to keep your uh, eye on everything and try to be a rel- as relevant as possible at all times on every front. We continue to monitor that like we monitor everything and we'll continue to do its best for the business of the WWE. 
and uh, that I I really believe that like they're they're constantly trying to create their own shows, uh, their own um, in ring c- content with two or five live. Some of the best wrestling you're going to find NXT, which is hey you miss old wrestling from the '90s, the Attitude Era. NXT is the Attitude Era, and it's only an hour a week. Everyone's got an hour a week to watch wrestling if they want. Um, and it, they 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 do it so well, and their pay per views are so off the chain, and like the WWE does a lot of things right. I don't think they're worried about AEW. I don't think they want to lose wrestlers, but to be fair, everyone's been saying the wrestler they are too deep into wrestling. Like they have too many great wrestlers that they all can't get the time to shine. Which I know sounds like a stupid problem to have, and it's not a problem on their part, but it's a problem for fans because we all have a favorite wrestler that gets shit on. Yep. We sure do. We all do. Like, I love Ty Dillinger. Where is he? <laughs> love yeah. you, Ty Dillinger. And Tyler Breeze. Where are you, Tyler Breeze? Please stand up. Please. Um, but anyway, I love those two guys. I never get to see them do anything. I wonder if it's because they're Canadian. Anyway, um, AEW looks like they could do great things. Uh, and more competition for, for wrestling is great. Now, unfortunately, I feel like sometimes it does pull the fans in certain directions. I believe TNA is still on Thursdays. So t- just imagine this stupid lineup. If Lucha Underground started coming on Saturdays, then we'd have Sundays for pay-per-views, Mondays for Raw, Tuesday for AEW, Wednesday for NXT and WWE UK. Not only that, Tuesday is also 205 Live. Uh, Wednesday, uh, NXT UK, NXT. Thursday, TNA. Friday, SmackDown. Saturday, Lucha Underground. You could watch wrestling every day of the week. What a time to be alive, because that's all pretty quality wrestling. I'm stretching to say TNA is quality wrestling. (laughs) Uh, But they do have a couple of really good wrestlers, especially, you know, uh, on their female division. They've always got some good up-and-comers. You have to get over the fact that they look faker than a stunt show at Universal Studios. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's, I wish TNA would get replaced. Yeah. I started on this rant, and I just started convincing myself in my head, I really want TNA to go away. <laughs> can can Ring of Honor take their time slot and, and be broadcast in my area? Thanks. Thanks, Sinclair Broadcasting. Um, anyway, uh, that that is... That, it's a great time. I hope the AEW, AEW does well because I want great places for all my favorite wrestlers to go. And AEW is the first place that can pay my favorite wrestlers to go there and do well. Yep. Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Come AJ on, Finn. Do it. Anyway, uh, any closing statements you have about AEW? Nah, just uh, you guys out there, uh, keep your eyes open, your ears open, and just, uh, you know, stay up with all the news, rumor, and innuendo. I mean, some of it, there's a little bit of truth in all of it, so, you know... Keep keep your uh, antennas up for AEW. It could oh. be something that's that's awesome. Unless it's from Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Dave Meltzer, because yeah. he loves to suck the dick of the elite. Like, his, his morning milk... Uh, with his cereal is all elite jizz. That's what that is. Screw um, Dave Meltzer. Oh, I hate Dave Meltzer. No! I really don't care what Dave Meltzer has to say. Anyway, that's a good ending to our podcast. Hating Dave Meltzer. 
Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we uh, have branched away from Tech the Studio, so we are still growing our fan base on this platform, which you can find on any major podcast platform. And if you can't get us, please let us know what platform you use. Not iTunes. We're still fighting with them. Let us grow our library a little bit. We'll fight them again. Um, but if you like this, please comment on it. Please rate it. Please share it. Let people know that there's a wrestling podcast out there that's not just old retired wrestlers that are stuck in their ways and yelling with New York accents, Taz. Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's fans that know what they're talking about that, that love it, that have a different viewpoint, and that are from the territory of WCW. But we love the WWE. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Follow us uh, collectively on all social media at Take the Studios. YouTube.com slash Take the Studios will be where you can find our videos, uh, video game videos for charity. And you can find us individually on social media. I am at SYCO1316. I, I am at Joker, ha ha ha, 79. Thank you. And we will see you after the Rumble. Let's go, Charlotte. And I don't care who wins the men's one. I was going to say who I want the Andrade, Charlotte and Andrade. Let's do it. Woohoo! Thank mm-hmm. you.